It's time for Spotlight on KRWC, and on this Thursday, we are happy to um, chat with Buffalo Mayor Terry Lockermeyer, who joins us to uh, talk about a number of different topics. And Terry, good morning to you. Good morning, Tim. How are you today? I'm doing well. We're uh, trying to break out of this winter pattern here, but uh, it's kind of sluggish so far. You know, I think we just have to remember where we live. <laughs> That's about right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we uh, have a few things to go over here. We wanted to um, maybe start with a little bit of a recap of the uh, Buffalo Strong events here from earlier in the month. I know we talked about it prior to that and and uh, gave coverage of, uh, you know, the events of uh, February 9th and the special speaker. And, uh, boy, Clint Malarchuk, what a guy. Uh, he was around town and his wife was around town uh, all day on, on that day. You know, Clint and Joni did a beautiful job of representing um, kind of a topic that isn't always easy to talk about, and that's mental health. Uh, we are so thankful that um, Randy Haskins was able to put something like this together with collaborative ef- efforts with uh, our, all of our, we've got our, our Central Minnesota Health uh, Center, we've got a line of clinics, we've got Wright County that was involved, we've got our Chamber of Commerce, and Buffalo Strong as well, and just a lot of, of leadership that um, was basically people coming together in a volunteer position to bring something to our community, much like what Buffalo Strong represents, and that's uh, getting us all together and connecting, um, living out what we started, and that's to care about each other, connect with each other, and then continue on. Well, the uh, recap of that night, um, the uh, events of the day and, uh, you know, the special speaker and... Um, it was well attended. Lots of folks, I think, really had some good takeaways, and I, I think well viewed on the on the live stream too for folks that maybe didn't want to go out or were still a little hesitant about the whole uh, pandemic situation. You know, Tim, it's funny when we look back at the numbers. We had about six hundred people in the pack, the Performing Arts Center. We had two hundred people live streaming in. They had like get-togethers, like small groups of people in some large groups and live streaming it. Some of them were uh, the Alina Clinic employees who just kind of wanted to do this in a private way, uh, attending the event and, and, and listening to the speaker. And I, I think what we, what we need to take away from this is, is uh, trauma can happen and we don't even realize it's, a, it's affected us. And I think what, what both Clint and Joni brought to the conversation is one end has the mental health struggle, and then you have a spouse who's living in it. And several people asked her, you know, how did you do it? And she said, I took it one day at a time. We asked, did you ever want to leave? And she said, every day. I mean, I think some of us feel that in our realities and we forget that we're not alone, but nobody's really talking about it. So when it was so upfront and and personal and they talked about, you know, the the moments of, of complete disarray in their lives and how they had to keep perspective and how ultimately um, Clint kind of lives in a mental health life that he has to monitor and keep track of and be attentive to. And he's gone out and he's going to make a difference. He, he uses the fact that, you know, God gifted me with a talent of playing hockey. And without that experience of having, you know, his throat, near, you know, cut and bleeding and, and, and the trauma of that and having kind of to lose that talent to mental health, He's used it and turned it around and said, you know, if I can't do that, I'm going to do what really, maybe I was really created to do, and that speak to an audience about a very personal um, 
experience in his life and really putting a light on it for the rest of us to learn from. I was really fascinated um, when he was talking about uh, how uh, how he could, and he presumes many other people in his uh, similar situation, can turn it on and off. That was really fascinating. Like, he was able to somehow function and and kind of bluff his way through a lot of situations, and many, many people were completely unaware that uh, his situation was as serious as it was. Well, I think there was a lot of relating going on out in the audience. Um, after he spoke, I got over the next couple of days after that, I got several phone calls from people saying, you know, I guess I went for a different reason. I went to hear about, you know, his experience and I have hockey is one of my passions. But what I walk away from is I didn't realize that I'm interacting with people every day that may have something going on in the background of their life that I'm not aware of. And I really need to be cognizant of the fact that people are humans and they're trying to survive every day. And this being said, I think what it did is open the eyes of people who maybe don't have the mental health issue themselves, but every day we're facing people who do and they're putting on that smile that's really difficult and, and really having those thoughts in their heads that they can't you know, uh, control, but obviously Clint was able, like you said, to to kind of put a Band-Aid on it every once in a while so he could function in life. And, and honestly, I believe a lot of people do that, Tim. I think we're, um, we're, we're kidding ourselves if we don't really think that mental health is a daily struggle. You know, I, I talk on the phone to people all every day, and, and I'm, I'm hearing from them that they're having anxieties that they probably never had ever before. And some people are saying, hey, maybe it's just my age. Or maybe it's just this, or maybe it's just that. And I think what we need to do is we need to just take a minute and say, I'm going through something, acknowledge it. We don't have to analyze it, but we have to realize that we have to be good to ourselves. And we have to think that, you know, take a minute. If I need a minute away from what I'm doing right now, or I need to talk to somebody about what I'm going through, we need to be more verbal about those internal feelings so that we're not like, bring it in into our life in a way that's destructive. And I think Clint made it very clear that his became very destructive and um, he looks back and, you know, we, I don't think that honestly he would change anything because of where he is today and what he, what he can give to all of us. But I think every day people are going through this and, and sometimes again, putting a bandaid on or just trying to get through the day, but you might need to have a conversation. You might need to reach out to that friend or that family member or, or a mental health professional to find out if maybe there's something you can do to help remedy this before it becomes something destructive. Right. And that's exactly what, um, you know, going forward, what uh, Buffalo Strong is going to focus on. We're talking with uh, Buffalo Mayor Terry Lockermeyer on our spotlight today. I don't want to jump around too quickly, but I know we've got a lot of things to cover here. You wanted to kind of focus a little bit on um, kind of civic participation and maybe put a little light on some things that people may not be aware of that, that might draw them into to be a little more civic minded. And, and, you know, it's like a lot of things in life, the more you put in, the more you get out. So. Isn't that the truth? And, you know, I'll, I'll just piggyback a little bit. I'm going to go backwards just a little bit. Cause yesterday um, I was a part of accepting a check from our Culver's owner, Jeremy uh, for $6,700 that he um, did a fundraiser for Buffalo strong. And that money will go back into the Buffalo strong pool where we can do more things like we did uh, on the Buffalo Strong Day event, um, working maybe with uh, Central Minnesota Mental Health and offering the community some tools that 
are going to be available to them that they probably didn't have in the past and creating some, some places and some conversations that we can, we can expand on the mental health. But, you know, I think the main point of, of what I think happened with Buffalo Strong is when people felt they were part of something bigger than themselves, they felt connected and felt ownership in our community. So, you know, I, I, I want to talk about the things that we've done that we do that connect us. And that's things like, you know, uh, concerts in the park, um, flora of Buffalo, things that you can be connected with, whether it be going to something or contributing to something. And, you know, for instance, we have something called Braille that meets once a month, meets at city hall. And what, what it is, is it's all of our nonprofits that meet together and they kind of share what they're doing. So there's no overlap, or maybe someone knows about something going on and it's, it's different places like it's it's different community places like Buffalo Rotary or Friends of Community, Love Inc., Knights of Columbus, the American Legion, the Crow River Food Community, Fair for All, Bison Fishing Forever, Timber Bay, the Buffalo Chamber, uh, Kiwanis, the BHS School District, the Food Shelf, Beyond the Yellow Ribbon, Masons, Lions, Buffalo Hospital, the Buffalo Police Department, the City of Buffalo. All these people come together once a month and talk about the things that they're doing within our community. I think we forget if we're lost and we're trying to find something to grab onto to be a part of, we have a lot of places in Buffalo you can connect with. If you if you want to know more, I invite you to go to the Buffalo Strong website, and we have put different opportunities out there for people to be a part of something bigger than themselves so that, again, connecting with each other makes us a better community, and it helps our mental health. I for years, I have always tried to find something that is bigger than me. And once your kids are grown, you got to keep connected. So you want to keep healthy, right? And being part of the community makes that possible. And it's uh, something that uh, that we can do at uh, all ages, all stages of life. Um, whether you are a new resident, uh, somebody just got here, somebody that's maybe been here a number of years or been here for decades of time, um, there's always a role. There's always something that uh, can be contributed. You know, I always say that the first thing I got involved with was my church group, and that was the best connection you can make because that's a real healthy place. So if you got if you got that to start with, it's great. If you don't have that, either find one or, or contact us and we'll help you. You know, we've got a senior community that um, I'm so thankful that we have our community center in Buffalo, and hopefully that'll expand at some point. But we also have that our toy shop that we have 21 seniors that meet every Tuesday and Thursday. And I'm going to tell you right now, that has improved their health and given them so much more pleasure than just sitting at home and feeling unused or unwanted. Uh, I just believe that, again, any age, we can be connected, but if we just kind of sit in our, our uh, let's say, self-pity or our sorrows or, or our thoughts for that matter, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to, eventually it's going to get to us. So if we can give you anything to do, we will point you in a direction if you're looking for something to connect with, whether you've just moved here, whether you've lived here, whatever age you are. There is a place for you, and we want everybody to feel like they're needed and wanted and that you can make a difference. And for some, maybe their uh, talent or their strong point would be, you know, within civic uh, organizations that you mentioned, or uh, I know that uh, the city has a number of uh, committees, things like that, that sometimes there's openings on, and uh, 
you know, sometimes that's kind of a foot in the door to, you know, taking part in other things, too. Well, it, it, in leadership, I, I do believe that it does give us an opportunity to make a big difference. And, you know, I, I think of just the things that we offer within our Chamber of Commerce. I mean, just recently we had the Kites on Ice. I don't know exactly how many people showed up, but maybe it wasn't it wasn't being one of the volunteers or one of the sponsors or someone that was playing in the games, but someone who just came to be a part of that event. I mean, we have to continue to to hang out together, to go to these events that are available in our community. And I'd love that there were more, but again, it's, it's a time-consuming thing to put them together. But if we have people in our community who are interested in being part of those bigger pictures, I, I meet with people all the time who are, how do, I, how do I find out more about this? I'll connect you up with the committee. I mean, most of the time it has to do with something like parks. And what I'll do is, is you know, I can't do it for you. I, I know people think that cities or mayors or councils make, we make decisions based on the information presented, right? But the ideas come from the community. They have to. Otherwise, it looks like we're kind of uh, pushing our own agenda. So if you have ideas that would be great in our community. I, you can, you, I'm more than willing to come and talk to me about it, but I will say to you at the same time, if you're going to present this, be willing to be a part of it because it has to come from the community. It has to come from the people who, you know, are going to pay that ticket if it's going to be costly. Um, I want to push the fact that we do have a uh, friends of the community center who are very active and meet on a, a very consistent basis in our current community, community center. And it's, People who are interested in getting the word out that we have some interest in a community center, which would bring us all together in a larger space with lots of different activities. But it's going to take a lot of people. It's going to take people being involved. It's going to take, um, you know, honestly, bottom line, taxpayer dollars. So it's not going to come from council or mayor. It's going to come from the community. If it's, it's desired and wanted, it has to come from the grassroots, along with all of these entities that survive are on volunteers and people who just want to make a difference. So I invite people to be a part of the bigger picture. It is a joy to see the changes that are happening in Buffalo. It's a joy to watch things like Buffalo Strong become bigger and better and help others and um, bring people together. Because that's, if we, again, I'm going to stick with that care, connect, and continue because I think it makes sense. And it really helps people feel like they are part of something bigger than themselves. Buffalo Mayor Terry Lunkermeyer, our guest on our spotlight here today on KRWC. One of the uh, things that uh, is very visible in our community that was on the uh, drawing board for quite a long time and now is just about ready to go is the new fire station downtown. And we were talking prior to the program, it's it's got to be just about there, right? It is so exciting. So Monday night or Tuesday night we had a meeting because of President's Day, um, John Harnois, our chief, um, came up and, and explained that there are some details that need to be finished within the fire station, which are going to take the next couple of weeks. But here, here, his calendar looks somewhat like this. We do want to have an opportunity for the volunteers to spend some time when we move the trucks from one station into the new station, which will do kind of a little soft opening for, again, the volunteers, their families, um, some of the leadership in the community. And then, you know, in the spring or, or early summer, we really like to open it up to the community and, and allow uh, families to come and see this beautiful station that um, really literally has been in the, the waiting room for about 18 years. And I can say that honestly because I remember when we bought 
the St. Francis property, the city of Buffalo purchased that property and had every intention of doing that fire station back in 2007, 2008. And then we had, you know, the, the crash happen and, and we had to sit on it, which was a blessing in disguise when I look back. But at the same, you know, same breath, we just want to make sure people know that this is a huge accomplishment for you as a community, um, a huge safety for our volunteers. These people literally, we have 32, I think we're almost up to 35 at this point with our full-time fire chief. We've got so many people that are, are excited about the future of our fire station and our safety. And, you know, it was all about safety at this point because we did not have a facility that was giving our volunteers a good space to um, clean their equipment, um, to park their, to, to park our engines, to make sure that, you know, they had a, a space that was for them to relax after and before uh, any type of, of uh, emergency. So, I mean, I really feel strongly that I know sometimes people think, you know, why do we got to do these things like build new, but it, it was essential. And I hope that everybody takes an opportunity to go and see the station. Um, did we build it for the future? Yes. So when you go in, you're going to say, wow, did we need all of this? And I'm going to say at the present moment, yes, because we are uh, a large community that keeps growing and we've got to make sure we're ready for the future. And that's what we built for. And I think it's, uh, it's going to be something we can be proud of in many years into the future. I know there's probably no real specifics on it as of yet, but I'm just going to get an update from you anyway. Uh, the county, I think, is about set uh, maybe as early as next week to move at least some of the uh, things from the downtown um, government center out to the new government center. And I know that the city has been involved with the county in trying to figure out uh, you know, what some of the best uses for that property might be in the future. You know, there's been a lot of um, uh, groupings that have come together and done had discussions. They've got an economic development board through the county. I was part of that in the very early stages. Um, they are very close to moving. Um, it's going to be a huge adjustment for not only those employees, but an exciting change for those employees. And again, a huge shift for our for our city because you know, literally that that uh, building has existed and and kind of furnished our downtown with and a lot of businesses with, with um, you know, pr prosperity. So we want to make sure that when we uh, make the changes that will happen in the downtown with um, maybe it being a different property and, and, and having whatever is going to be there, that it, it's a positive for not only the downtown businesses but the citizens of Buffalo. So uh, I foresee some really great plans that we'll be discussing. I know that um, people are curious about um, the human services building as well, and that they were moving, and that building has been, uh, that that area has been purchased, and that's going to be um, developed in the spring. So there's a lot going on, Tim. A lot of it is still being discussed, and of course, there's always those groups of people that, that um, they're getting together to get the, the input from the community, the businesses, make sure that we're listening to the public, because we know that they have wants and needs, and we want to definitely hear what they have to say. Well, and with the the downtown in particular, that's um, you know a, a pretty major chunk of uh, space there, and and uh, one that redevelopment has just really not been even on the table for you know who knows how many decades. So this is uh, yeah. kind of a once in a lifetime thing here. 
it really is. We, we want to be thoughtful about it. We want to be, um, uh, you know, one of the things that's been discussed, and it's not a secret, um, moving 35 so that there's more lakefront um, to make that property uh, a little more enticing to any development, which I think is a really great idea because perfect timing. If you're going to bring something to life and make sure that it gives, you know, the quality of life to your community, if you were to give lake access um, to more people and be able to offer that to development and give that view of Buffalo Lake a better look, can you imagine what we can do with that? I mean, my, my, I just, I just love to dream. And that's part of my dream is to, to see that be um, accessible for our public so that they'll maybe even have more um, beach area or uh, Harbor area or, you know, restaurants or retail that um, people can utilize and really enjoy what we have to offer in the downtown. Lastly, Terry, um, just kind of some overall things. Uh, you mentioned uh, the concerts in the park. There is ongoing uh, donations being accepted for that, farmer's market, uh, all kinds of different things that are, you know, a little ways out yet. It's still kind of cold, but uh, they'll be here soon enough. Well, I definitely want people to know that there is always places that they can um, fund. And that Buffalo, Flora, Flora Buffalo, I mean, we all enjoy those large baskets and the, the, the hanging flowers going down um, um, some of the streets in Buffalo. Concerts in the park, these are all donations. This is not taxpayer dollars. So if you're interested in donating to something again, it, it, maybe it's a monetary thing that you want to do instead of being involved in something, please Take the opportunity to um, donate to the city through Flora Buffalo or Concerts in the Park. It's always there, and, and really it does give a lot to a lot more people than you can imagine. Wanted to give a plug to the Buffalo High School. They are having a career exploration job fair on February 28th, um, and it's going to be a big deal because a lot of people are kind of thinking about what their futures hold for, for jobs, and especially young people. This is an opportunity for them to see what's available in, um, in our area. So I hope people are able to attend that. And a plug to the City of Buffalo for spring cleanup, which is going to be in April the 29th and 30th. And we are looking forward to spring, aren't we, Tim? Boy, I, every day is, uh, <laughs> is another reminder. This morning it was 11 below, and I was thinking, it's got to be spring pretty soon here. So. I had to bring up something spring, otherwise it wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be right, right? Kind of a new look to the uh, city website lately, too. It's looking real nice. Very exciting new website. We'll be doing a demonstration in March. Um, one of our employees will be showing all of the leadership um, at a council meeting, so look forward to seeing more on that. And I really do think it's got a lot of more functionality than our old one, so I think people will enjoy it. We're just going to work out some of the bugs before we start showing it to everybody. Sure. All right, Terry, I'll let you go. I know you got a busy day, but uh, we appreciate your time, and we'll try to make it a little more regular conversation as we uh, get into the uh, springtime here. Tim, I always appreciate you. Have a wonderful day. All right, take care. Buffalo Mayor Terry Larkermeyer, our guest on today's Spotlight here on KRWC.